Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. They got accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Wayne, whatever, Freshly Squeeze. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, RB, TBZ, and myself, Mr. Rizzo, discuss the subject of our former professional wrestling when we talk about Chamber Elimination, the Build to Revolution, and the Jackson Brothers get bats in their belfry. Let's start that show. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Gentlemen, hello. What a week of wrestling we've had. Yeah, we've had a pay-per-view from WWE. AEW's gearing up for a pay-per-view. We're, we're in a good spot right now. Sir, it's a premium live event from WWE. Whatever, hey, that, you, whatever. <laughs> it's Pilot Field. It's a pay-per-view. What else we got out there? Talking about the NAP, North America Air Park? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. Boy, I howdy. It. I hate it, but also that is what I'm saying. <laughs> or or as I always referred it to, Mighty Taco Stadium. <laughs> All right. Why? Enough Hawk enough oh, if you yeah. love Buffalo. Well, <laughs> Hold on. Why Mighty Taco Stadium? There was a time that Mighty Taco ran an ad saying that that's going to be the new name of the, the stadium. Call it Mighty Taco Stadium, and I was like, "Okay." For some reason, it stuck. I mean, I mean, it was uh, Coca Cola Field, I think, for a little while. North America Park, the Nap Pilot Field, which everyone really remembers it. What is it called now? Salins Field. Salins. Oh, hot dogs. Okay, I can get down with that. All right, hot dogs. Uh, all right, we, we can easily get hot dogs back to wrestling. All right. Well, what were we talking about? Sorry, that little Buffalo uh, rabbit hole. Uh, we weren't talking uh, yeah. about anything. We just dove right into Buffalo lore for a hot minute. I heard you say Pilot Field, and I just kind of... Yeah, yeah. then you went to a fugue state. It's like Will Ferrell in old school when he's got to do that debate. So the Elimination Chamber premium live event has occurred. It has. Perth, we, Perth WWE's been inside you, and it was fantastic. I... You know what? For a show where everything happened the way I expected it to, doesn't mean it wasn't a fun show. I really enjoyed the Elimination Chamber. What did you think, Mr. Rizzo? Well, I kind of enjoyed it, I guess. And the reason I say it that way is I kind of want to know how everyone watched it. Did anyone watch it live and watch it straight through? Did everyone get back to it on the replay? How did everyone tackle this particular Chamber elimination. Uh, I watched it on replay on Peacock. Uh, it took me three or four sittings to get through it, if I'm totally honest. And it was literally the shortest PLE I've ever seen. What about Minus you? Minus like a couple of takeovers. TVZ. I don't know what uh, I thought there's some pay-per-views that have been short. Uh, same. I kind of caught it on a replay. So did you fast forward through enough of the hour in between the two matches that we had, whether it wasn't anything going on? 
The ma- what do you mean? The Grayson Waller effect? Between the first match and then the Grayson Waller effect, then in the next match, there was like 53 minutes or 57-something minutes. And as someone who woke up at 5 o'clock and watched it live, I would have liked those minutes back. <laughs> Knowing that, like, I mean, oh, I'm just going to get a big advertisement for Saudi Arabia. I mean, I mean, Perth, Australia before the match. Like, that's all I was slightly criticizing. I, I, I enjoyed the show, but they kind of dragged it out for us who did stick around and watch it in live. <laughs> that's why it seems so like short they- for you, fellas. <laughs> I mean, okay. I watched. I watched. I mean, all thank the- you for thank you for confirming my choices were correct, and I should have just slept through it, and I'll catch it when I wake up. Yeah, that was a fail on my part this time. <laughs> I mean, I didn't actually fast forward through any of it. I did clock the amount of time that was spent between three commercials for Perth, Australia, and the Western Australia uh, Vacation Council. Um, yeah, I was a bit Lisa confused because I didn't fast forward through anything i just watched it yeah it was a long event there was a lot of time spent letting people sing seth's song and scream whoa not, not as much as they have on raw though they really let him go yeah. sometimes I mean, but they gave, they gave they gave them some time to work they they Everyone got like a little bit of time to talk. It was like a mini bit of a WrestleMania press conference from Las Vegas. Mr. Rizzo. Uh, just jumping around here a little bit, like just because we knew what happened with Raw on uh, on Monday with Cody and Grayson Waller, any reason where you guys were kind of like, hey, why, why didn't they do this in Australia? So that's kind of what I got, which is leaning it to like a couple days later with, hey, you got this this talking segment with Waller. And because of that, we got a match on Raw. I mean, I guess you don't want Waller to lose. I, I don't know. I would have liked to see just another match. That's all. It would have been okay. Well, you do say that, but didn't Indy Hartwell lose her match? She did. I was happy so. that she was on the card, which at first before the show started – with uh, pre-show, I didn't know what was going to happen, so that was pretty good. You may be right, Mr. Rizzo, but potentially it might also be that Grayson Waller is most known for the Grayson Waller effect, and he has had his effect on pay-per-views before, premium live events. Um, it is known. So it's not uncommon for him to do that. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess I never thought I, it, it didn't. I, it didn't strike me odd. I was just kind of like, yeah, Grayson Waller's here. And then, hey, look, they have a match as fallout from what happened. Makes sense to me. There also is a lot of talk about how, especially with situations like Seth getting hurt in the gender match, where they can attempt to protect the main event of WrestleMania, they will. Uh, maybe having Cody not wrestle in australia in the big heat it's a little bit safer in a controlled environment on raw yeah you have you have a slightly more controlled environment on raw i mean i don't know it's not a great argument but i think i i I cannot wait to come back to some time and be like well it wasn't in the controlled environment of raw so that's why this happened i'm not i have no idea what the hell you're talking about it's a match they're just as at risk of doing it in Australia as they are on Monday. We can question why they did or didn't do, but 
I don't yeah, really I'm think saying, that one's I, over I'm the s- other. I also think that Grayson Waller was able to be sort of a baby face because he was doing the hosting and Austin Theory got to eat all the pain. What do you think, Mr. TBZ? I just meant air conditioning. Perth right. was outside. So you're subject to the elements. When you're on Raw, it's in an arena. It's not outside. You have air conditioning. That's all I meant by a controlled environment, Mr. Yeah, I know. I just, I've never, ever heard about that as like talking about how it may affect the wrestlers for what the, how they're getting protected. I just never, never, ever heard of it. Now, what RB said about it maybe being questionable with Waller slightly being a face in his home country versus a true face in Cody, that would be a reason for me more to be adverse of them not doing it. But for just say like, well, it's outside. I don't really know if Cody should be wrestling. No, that's not, on, I, on, I'm joking on, a little bit. I know, I know I'm going over the top of that, but it's just like, I never think of that as a, is a reason. I never think of it as a question. I'm waving my hand at Mr. Rizzo. I'm done with him. The thing I'll say about that is that, it's a lot of travel to get to Australia. It's a very long flight. It, there was... Tell that to AJ Styles, sir. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm sorry. I knew he was going to point, point out how long. Uh, and, and then our chat has uh, spoken up of why AJ made that long trip. And uh, I'll leave it to For TV. Spite? To For spite! That's why. <laughs> I mean, to set up a match at WrestleMania, I mean, (laughs) sometimes you just got to go there to do the business. Spite makes right, my friend. That's what I was told. And uh, I have yet to see it be wrong. (laughs) So we have now spent nine minutes talking about the Grayson Waller effect. And we haven't talked about Cody challenging (laughs) The Rock. And we haven't talked about the fact. The first match, which was the women's chamber match. What did you think the women's chamber match, Mr. Rizzo? Uh, I barely gave it two honks. I was so disappointed with how the ending went. Not who won, but how it was eventually done at the end. We can get to that in a minute. I'll let you guys talk about maybe in general how you liked the match. I thought the match was fine. Uh, I'm probably with you, Mr. Rizzo, on a a two honk uh, rating on that. And I will just say that I know there's controversy or at least rumblings about the ending, and I was fine with it, actually. I actually was like, good on you. Arby, if, just to go in the specifics, the reason I, I was kind of, kind of slightly disappointed, <clears throat> and I've watched it back on this match more than the other ones to see the, flirt, the fury, and it was Bianca is in the corner with Becky, and does a backflip off the second rope. She gets Becky up to do the KOD. Becky gets out of it, like wiggles out of it, so she doesn't actually slam her on the ground. Bianca, who hasn't really been dazed or hit, she just did a backflip and then tried to do her finisher, gets rolled up by Liv Morgan. One, two, three. That's how Bianca gets eliminated. Immediately, Liv Morgan stands up and then takes a manhandle slam, game over. Yeah, she didn't see it coming. I I have a lot less of Becky 
or I'm sorry, Becky doing the finisher on Liv and taking her out, then Bianca doing her finisher and just losing to a quick roll-up. I was like, they did? And I know that they can go with the story and say, like, she's mad that she wasn't able to get it done, but, like, just do a little fury, just a flurry of moves. Just do something that at least, to me, distracted Bianca a little bit. I just thought it was too quick for us to go, bam, bam, eliminate two people. So Mr. That's Rizzo, was- someone who isn't so familiar with Liv, I'm just going to tell you that's a bread and butter, baby. That's what? unfair. What, what, I have nothing, but this doesn't have to do with Liv. This is what they did to Bianca. Liv took a finisher from somebody else and lost the finisher clean. Cool. That's that's the way she goes. Bianca Liv was tried the one who eliminated Bianca. Fin- yeah, Liv tried to do. I'm sorry, Bianca tried to do her finisher and then got rolled up. And yeah. I was like, that should not happen to Bianca. Bianca should easily be able to get out of that little roll up. And I was you only live once, that. baby. If, B- if Liv hit her with her oblivion, I would have been cool with it. It's just the fact that it was a little. She was saving that for work. Becky. She was saving that for work. Becky. Didn't work for me. And then she's okay. like, and then when Becky manhandled Slammer, she's like, I wish I did this to Bianca. <laughs> Listen, I love a flash pin. In the elimination chamber, yeah, you I had you, there were you know in both matches you have to have five pins effectively. So in two matches you have to have ten finishes. Having one that isn't a hard, destructive finish, a quick one like that where someone who is Mr. TBZ may have his opinions on Liv Morgan as a wrestler. I don't necessarily agree with him, but her thing is she is crafty. She got, she struck in the moment, got a flash pin. Bianca was upset by it, maybe setting up something for the future. And Becky grabbed her out of that and took her down. It was a perfectly good finish for me. On what was a good match. I thought, I thought it's amazing to me how over Tiffany Stratton is. Like that's that, that is the thing that I noticed the most on the entire show. Cause we went in there. I think if any, if we had written down what we thought was going to happen in each match, I think we all would have been correct as to who would win each match. But Tiffany, I'm honestly Stratton, surprised Tiffany didn't win it. Really? Just based off of what you're saying. Like the, the feeling you're talking about is how I felt watching this match. Tiffany is great. She was great in this match. She has been great. And I'm like, you know, halfway through this match, I'm just like, I could see him giving it to Tiffany. I think a lot less of like winning a rumble of someone and how they flurry what in there, how they, I keep trying to say fury or flurry. And it just, I'm going to just give up because I just keep messing it up. You keep but saying the other one. I keep saying the other one. Other. I said. Anyway, the, 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 what I was trying to say is I thought Liv was the only other person that they were telling a story that would have made sense for her to win and going after mm-hmm. Rhea for being injured. But other than that, I didn't really think of, uh, what was know, Liv's Becky. story exactly? Coming back from injury? Yeah, that the last person that she that actually pinned Rhea was her. And I think Rhea knocked her out, I believe. Rhea, no, so. uh, Rhea, Rhea was responsible for the shoulder injury that put her on the, on the <clears throat> so bench. Besides uh, that, I, I thought it was just a slam dunk for Becky to take it. 
So I was hoping for some surprise and I wouldn't say Tiffany was a surprise for me. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting her to be awesome. I mean, she got what everyone like the praise that she got was warranted, I think. And yeah, absolutely. Where she is. Talk talk about surprises. Raquel Rodriguez. It was a interesting style choice that she made in this match. I thought like, I think she didn't have makeup on. Do you happen to know anything to do with the reason she was out? Didn't she have a back injury or something like that? Lower no, back. She has some no, she t- just has a back. She has a back. But she <laughs> and has, it's injured. She has she something ha- where it's a, it's a skin condition or is it eczema or something it, it's, specific? It's like, eczema. It's oh, yeah. My wife it, has that. And it's, 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 very, it's a very bad thing. And she had an attack on the way over. Like, uh, to the, the point where that zone. was the reason that she was out where she almost just didn't I, I, I'm not putting words in her mouth. I don't know if she just didn't feel comfortable. No, I was curious what happened because you know, typically WWE likes to really paint the girls up. So I was like, huh, why did they choose to do this with Raquel? Not like I was like, how dare they? It was just I was like, What why? She What's wrote happening? about <laughs> it a little bit on her Instagram. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go through and go in detail of either of it flaring up or her having to get more makeup or not able to use makeup. I don't remember the specifics, but what I was just getting at before is I wasn't sure if something that she was keeping herself away from WWE more than she was restricted to be in W. I have no clue. I just know that it was an issue enough for her that that was a reason she was gone. And I'm just happy to see her back with, you know, if she can, you know, whatever she can do to function to be on there. It's great. So and I, I am happy to see her back. <laughs> I want to talk about Becky real quick. I noted here that uh, as the match began, Corey went on to talk about how it was mind-boggling how this is Becky's first Elimination Chamber match. And that got me thinking, and I'm like, is it really? Because up until this point, she's basically been the main event. You know, WrestleMania and all these other pages. She's been champion for a while, and it's just like, I, I don't know. It didn't feel like, it, like how could this happen? Becky not being in elimination. It's like elimination chambers for somebody who needs a push. And Becky never needed a push. She was always in the limelight. She was always in the forefront of the women's division. So I just, yeah, didn't think well, it was that. For years, there were two women's belts. And whichever one, usually, one of the belts would be defended. And they would the winner would go on to face who would ever got picked for WrestleMania. And the other one might be for the number one contender. There's been a number. This is Liv Morgan's been in five elimination chambers. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, you did. That's that's, so actually it's insane to me, even as someone who's a big Liv Morgan fan. It's insane to me that she's been in five. And I know some of those were tag team ones, but still, I believe they also like. I thought I kept hearing them them say that Liv Morgan tagged Elimination Chamber. Like, she named the event. Like, she is famous for naming Elimination Chamber. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. This has existed before her. What are you talking about? I think they just meant, like, she's made her name in Elimination Chamber because she is, quote, as you said, been in five of them because they did say that kind of in the same breath. I think it was they were talking about her being in the women's tag team elimination chamber. That was not that she because it had been like the elimination chamber is like old. 
Right. Like, That's year, why I was year. very confused when yeah. I thought I heard that. I was like, mm. but yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it was like, they think they kept trying to play up the fact Liv has been involved with the Elimination Chamber a lot. And you know why? I, it's because she needs a push. So they throw her in this match. And that's what this is for. I, not a complaint. I, just saying like that to my point. I think they brought it up a lot to sell her as being potentially a winner. Like the same way they did with Orton. Orton's been in nine. And boy, and we'll get there later. But boy, did he sell like a motherfucker through that entire match. But Becky you digress. Wins. I do digress. Becky wins. I thought it was a good match. All questions about the finish, not aside. Mr. Rizzo, what do you have to say? I was trying to do some homework because I thought about this a little bit. I believe that they've only been doing elimination chambers for the women since 2018. Like, yeah, the men have been doing it forever, but the women have been doing it for a little while. And then on top of that, just to agree with TBZ, not only has Becky been in the main event picture, she also took a year off to have Rue. So there's just another reason for her just not to be around to be in the chamber. So, yeah, it's still it's still an interesting enough story because they also mirror that with Logan Paul's the advantage of not being in the chamber versus the dis or the disadvantage of not being in the chamber. Mr. TBZ, what do you have to say, sir? So I feel like we're winding down on the women's match. Fair to say. Yes. Yep. Okay, Naomi. I'm just noticing, I feel like we really didn't talk about Naomi or even mention she's in this fucking match. We didn't. I'm just, the she point I'm getting is. thought that was a May A A A Z. Well, it was a repeat. <laughs> We've seen it already, is what I'm saying. But yes, yeah, the, Greco- Roman, the Greco-Roman cheek lock made an appearance again. I was thinking of the split that she did off the fence. Oh, no, yeah. you're right. That was pretty a May a That's what I was thinking about, yeah. Mr. Rizzo, can I get a bell, please? We got it. We got it. My thing is not fast enough to do the... I will edit. There we go. Lots of bells. Right. <laughs> well done, Mr. Rizzo. But yeah, like, the point I was trying to get at is, like, I'm glad Naomi's back, but this is exactly what I expected out of her, is she's just there to fill the void, to be like, hey... She's notable, and like you're like, yeah, but is she really going to get a push? I think my guess right now is maybe she ends up with Bianca um, for Hopefully. WrestleMania. I, well, because here's the thing, because we didn't know. There was a lot of talk about Jade Cargill, who wasn't in this match, and maybe setting up a Bianca Jade Cargill thing. Who? Where? Yeah, right? Listen, but yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, I was, I, that's why I was like, man, you got so many options and that's cl- got to be your first one, right? Bianca needs I something mean, to do. It's something I don't know what they're to completely digress onto the Jade train. I think they're doing the, the way that she appeared in the Royal Rumble, the way that she took over, even hinting at Bianca Belair. I mean, the nice thing about it is it's long-term storytelling. There are so many different stories that they can be telling that it's just amazing, interesting to see which ones they tell and in what order. Um, but I don't know what Naomi's going to be doing. I don't know what Bianca's going to be doing. I'm not sure what Tiffy's going to be doing because, you know, for as much of a foregone conclusion it, it was that it was going to be Becky Lynch to win, Tiffy is so over 
And the I WrestleMania love. scene for the women's division right now is very questionable. It's it's such a huge question mark. We don't know what's going to happen other than the title scene. Well, that's the main event. Scene. I'm not sure what you mean. The main event scene is the title scene. The WrestleMania scene, not the main event scene. And that's really the question, and that's a lot of what... Are you telling me there's only going to be two women's matches in WrestleMania, a two-day event? Well... What other matches do you think will happen on the card besides the two main women's matches? You could start a feud between Jade and Bianca and have that be a match okay. at WrestleMania. But so either way, the point I'm getting at, you, I just asked you a question. You, I, I guess you're answering, yeah, yeah, you expect only two women's matches in a two-day event at WrestleMania. I'm expecting five maybe total. Okay, and you know these matches? You have those already set up? We have this card formed already? I'm just tr- just looking at where the roster is of maybe who you're we're proving not- my point. We don't know what it is. Like at least with the men's, with we that- know Cody's gonna fight th- these people. Sami Zayn's gonna find a way on the card. He's got something going on. But that's well, not the I mean, main event also- scene. I thought you meant like I didn't say main event. I said WrestleMania scene. The so the event anything- is a two day event. So anything that happens on the WrestleMania card, we're talking about. Yes. Okay. I, be, I, my, sorry, but the words that I was just talking about, is I thought you meant what would be like considered main event for the women on WrestleMania. And then I look at that as the two uh, belts that are at the top of the card. But yeah, of course, we're going to have some other stuff that we don't know yet. Right. And that's the thing is a lot of it is for the women just kind of up in the air. Like, what are we going to do? I mean, a lot of the men's matches are still up in the air. We have Same. an idea about what direction they're going in, but we also have story beats that have been laid on both sides. We're not sure who's going to be going up against Gunther. We're not sure what's going to happen with Logan Paul. They just laid the groundwork for the for Logan Paul and Randy Orton. They laid the groundwork for AJ Styles and L.A. Knight. Yeah! Yeah. Yep. Uh, but they didn't, but on the women's side, like I said, they, they've laid the groundwork for Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. They've also laid the groundwork for Nia Jax versus anyone because she keeps kicking people's asses. I realistically, I think that there's a lot of questions, but in the current triple H organization, there's also a lot of possibilities. Sure. Um, in what we're RV, end up seeing. Yes, who sir? else do you think on the card for the ladies are going to be in singles matches for Mania? I honestly don't know because we don't really have an idea of how strong damage control is going to be booked outside of the Bailey EO Sky match. So we don't know if you're going to be looking at a dominant, another dominant women's tag team trying to emerge. I, I know. Or, I'm asking about the singles matches. That's what I'm. Uh, that that's going to be a match. We're going to get a tag match for the titles somewhere within the two days. That's my guess. Sure. And we're probably going to get another multi women's tag match. But who else is on the card? What other singles ladies do you think might even be there besides we already said Bianca and Jade? I think literally everyone who was in that match, like if you were the the women who are on in that match, I think will. I think Liv is certainly going to have a match, probably a singles match, but maybe not. Who's to say? 
I think that in Tiffany a tag Str- team with Raquel again. I think that Tiffany Stratton's going to have a match, probably a singles match because she's so hot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but also I I believe there will be something else because there's enough story beats that have been put into place. Like I don't think Naomi is going to end up on a tag team. Like Probably. maybe she not will. For, not for WrestleMania. But not you know for what? WrestleMania. We, we're doing a lot of talk about WrestleMania, and we're still talking about Elimination Chamber. Let's talk about that big strong boy. Go on. I just I just like saying the big strong boy. Uh, let's talk about the Judgment Day, the A team of Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus the New Catch Republic. Just they lost me with the name because they also yeah. have a new team name in NXT called the No Catch Quarter Crew. Ew, and gross. I was like. I, I like which you guys are. That's using bad catch, branding. You're using catch too much. I mean, I don't know. Catch is 22. Catch, catch 48. Is that team also British wrestlers? Yeah. William Regal's son just won the, uh, the cup. Yeah. Well, Cause ca- catch, cause catch wrestling is a thing. You know, that's why catch to catch two two is a, in new Japan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought this was a very entertaining match. I really wish that Tyler Bates trunks didn't look like tidy whiteies, but that's my only problem. And holy shit, the heat that Dom Mysterio gets every time he does absolutely every anything. single time. I, I, I like I fantasize for the day it goes away just because because it doesn't feel like it ever will. Like we're going to teach our grandchildren to be like, you see that guy? You boo the shit out of him. The minute he tries to talk, just boo and never let up. Don't ever let him say anything. People love to hate Dominic Mysterio. They have very, they've built him well as a. To be insufferable, to be a punchable face. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. That's a heel. Yep. Um, I think my thought is eventually something is going to happen with him and his dad. There's going to be some sort of turnaround. I don't know, man. Like it's just, it's, it's forever from now. (laughs) Like, we're going to ride this into the sunset. I don't know. I don't know how much longer we have for the Judgment Day. They have all so. Do they? They they only have three belts. I I don't know if I'm taking the belt off of Rhea Ripley if I'm booking WrestleMania, but we're talking about WrestleMania again instead of that tag match. But... I There's, thought the tag match was just okay. I hate to say it. I had like I was I ate a meal and I watched it and I almost fell asleep during this match. But the second half really picked up and I even noted here I was just like, "Oh, this is really picking up now." And I'm like, "Cool." So, I'd argue out of a 25-minute match, the last 5 minutes really gripped me. That's fair. I think it's I think it was a well-worked match. They really built it up from the bottom. And that's kind of the style I would expect from three highly skilled British Isle wrestling th- theory people and Damian Priest. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I enjoyed it and I love the finish. I love the Birminghammer, uh, double yeah, Birminghammer. Uh, Mr. TBZ. I like saying this. I like the finger stuff. I also like the finger stuff. 
Uh, a little bit of you mean manipulating little, the digits, manipulating the digits and making and somehow I can never figure out how they make the sound. And you know what? I don't want anyone to tell me how they do it. Mr. TBZ, didn't we have this match on SmackDown before Elimination Chamber? Like I, I could have sworn we saw like Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn, maybe. Uh, the SmackDown before we had the B team, we had, uh, uh, JD and Dom versus catch. Okay. 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 I know. Yeah. (laughs) They both kind of have Finn Balor vibes sometimes. Uh, yeah. A note I had, and that's about like, again, the first 20 minutes where I was kind of like, kind of in and out about it was like, I feel like we've seen this. And it's more like I feel like I've seen them like they just did their same moves again. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I see what you're doing here. But it's just like it was iterative. I was just like, we're doing this again. And I'm not complaining. I'm not like, how dare they? It's just like I feel like that element is what made me kind of just not be so engaged like I was in the last portion of the, the finale of the match, if you will. Fair enough. Um, I I'm kind of bored with the Judgment Day altogether. Not Rhea Ripley, but specifically like since the tag re- team since since last year's WrestleMania, it's been the Judgment Day versus Cody, or the Bloodline <coughs> versus Cody, or the Judgment Day and the Bloodline versus Cody, and I'm just bored by it. That's a, Mr. Yeah. Rizzo. No. What do you think? RB, you made me realize that I am almost in the exact same spot with judgment day as I am with the bang, bang scissor gang. And what I mean by that is like, we get the little comedy that I like from our truth or when Jay and the guns are are making fun of Austin and they're picking on him, but they're not actually doing anything as a cool group. They're not like being menacing or going. They just got their titles and they're just there. So like they're menacing with their titles. They're like, come and get them. I agree with you. Bang, 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 bang. Kind of bored of like, cool. The the run up to the bang, bang, scissor gang joining. And then like the formation of them before they got their belts and before the judgment day got their briefcase. I was all here for that. But now that we're here, just kind of like, Poke him with the stick. Like, do something. Maybe it's like that. Uh, the metaphor of too much pizza. That's that's what these are. It's just like I don't want any more pizza. <laughs> Pick a different food. Pick a different food. Not 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 pizza. Sorry, well, made, you thought made... you thought draft and CM Punk might have got me started. You can never tell me too much pizza. It's not possible. But bro, you've made this joke, so I was just referencing that. But sure, okay. So I'm just the a thing pizza else, guy. Sorry, I, I mean the, I haven't had pizza in like two days, so it's just I'm feeling right. Jones but if you go tired. on a bender and eat pizza for a week, at the end of that week, you're gonna say, okay, I think I need to stop. I need to start swimming away from pizza for no, a minute. No, 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 no. See, I'm just gonna go like I can't only eat Pizza Hut all week. I'll just move the Domino's. That's the only thing. I'm just still going to eat pizza. I'm just going to eat somebody else's pizza. Those were the worst examples. Buffalo. Why are you using those examples? I'm using those actual examples. But I was trying the worst level possible that I would still do it. He's trying to generalize for our audience since the first part was, uh, you know, a Buffalo theme. So 
I appreciate it, Mr. Rizzo. Anywho. So that was a tag match that ended the way we expected it to, and that I actually really enjoyed. And still champion. For the most part. I mean, now let's. I guess here's my problem. Parting comment. I just, I'm going to feel bad for Finn because once this whole Judgment Day train rolls out, what's Finn going to do? I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That word there is is what scares me. Hopefully something. Yeah, I hope too, but I'm very concerned that it won't happen or he's just going to, he's going to become the ricochet too. Maybe they'll have a tag team together. I don't know. There are arguably like 12 main event guys in WWE. Sometimes they move up. Sometimes they move down. I don't, I, you know, I could talk for days and days and days about whether Shinsuke Nakamura gets enough screen time and whether he gets used properly. But you know what? Shinsuke Nakamura gets enough time surfing and he's happy. So I'm happy for Shinsuke Nakamura. That's it. I just I want to see Finn happy. That's all. I just want I want good for my boy Finn. <laughs> Finn Finn's got so much Lego and he's got his hot Brazilian sportscaster wife. And he's good allowing for, good. all of us to eat that pizza for him. <laughs> bringing it back. Yeah, we gotta eat more. You know what? That's what I've learned. We every, need to eat more pizza, boys. This week's episode I, brought to you by Domino's. Every meal I eat, I eat in, give in honor them, of Finn's abs. Give him the product code HONK for 50% off your next medium pizza. Disclaimer, that is not a real product code yet. <laughs> Dominoes, yeah. get into our DMs. Yeah. But hey, I mean, you, you could just throw it out there and see what happens. And maybe they'll be like, we got to get on this honk thing. Honk Let's if you want pizza. <laughs> That's Mr. Rizzo's side gig. Let's talk about the men's elimination chamber match. Whoa, 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 whoa. Someone did fast forward through the boring stuff in between. We already talked about the Grayson Waller effect. Let's talk about the men's elimination chamber. We spent the first 10 minutes of the show talking about it. Jesus, we went way off target. Okay, fair enough. Men's chamber. Let's go. I had eight... Paging Dr. Styles. I thought it was a very entertaining chamber. I I like it. I the the spot of the night. I mean, there were a lot of really cool spots. Lashley killing ten people, putting them through plexiglass. That was great. Ko bashing his skull against the plexiglass during Logan's entrance. I noted he probably is regretting that now. As you see, his head's like beat red. I actually, I really liked the spot. Um, was it LA Knight was bashing mm. um, Drew McIntyre's head into KO's pod and yeah. KO was hitting him through the pod? Yep. Good teamwork. Molto, molto bene. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Rizzo, what was your favorite spot of the night? Well, it has a little bit to do with Logan Paul, and I just want to follow how I am going to be now with the Actually, yeah. eliminations for the rest of this now. Uh, follow with me here for a split second. Uh, I don't Come really on watch down the live, river. I don't really watch a lot tube, of um, American Idol. Okay? 
they still have cool. American Idol. A couple years ago, I believe that there was someone on the show that not only wrote their own music, but also played the guitar. And I'm like, cool, you're stepping up your game. For now on, everyone who competes on this show should either be able to play an instrument or write down. I don't want to just see some random singer. How have it been going on since 2002 of the chamber elimination and no one has decided to bring in markers to make stuff while they're waiting? And for now on, if you don't have markers in your pod, loser. You need to step it up, fellas. Every time, I need to see cool artwork when you're in there. Going forward, I need a sign. I need something, even a hashtag. I need something forward going forward. They, they, he won me over with the horns and the little stick figure that he made to look like KO on the side. That was really kind of unflattering. But <laughs> I, like, I loved it. it. was here for all of it. Hearing Mr. Rizzo's story here is just reminding me of a meme post I saw about WrestleMania. And it's like everybody uh, during someone's entrance and it's just an entire crowd with like a billion signs with people trying to get in the way. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what that is. I, I also popped for that. I thought it was to me. I thought it was cool that the signs were facing out towards the audience. So Logan Paul was actually writing all the like wrote Owen sucks backwards and it was legible that, that, that popped me my favorite spot of the night. Um, it's a little thing. And that's what happens when you've been in the chamber nine times and you are a living legend killer. Like Randy Orton nine Randy times Randy sets up for the draping DDT outside and he looks down and he's like, "Uh Oh, this is going to hurt. And he nails it was McIntyre, right? That he hit with it. Cause who he hit doesn't matter as much. He hits McIntyre with the draping DDT onto the platform, but fucks his back badly. Well, he sells that he's fucked his back badly. I was going to say, did he really? It does. To the to the for the wrestling show that we watched, what is important yeah. is that he Corey his back would and, not shut up about it. I mean, and it was a great he he sold it so fucking hard, and it was great. Um, and when he eventually got in at the end and almost stole it from Drew McIntyre with an RKO out of nowhere. It, Not the best really, RKO IMO. I mean, it's. I'm just saying, my situation. favorite Randy spot was when he RKO'd Logan Paul. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Just because they also right. zoomed in on Logan Paul being a little shit, and they were just like, God, I hate him. And then Randy Orton's like, I got you, fam. And you're like, Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Logan Paul. <laughs> Which got Logan eliminated. And he mm-hmm. hung around long enough to hit Orton after the RKO with the one with the knuck assisted. I am coach. really interested to see what uh, Randy Orton on the next televised show to see what happens. Uh, we also got as the multi-time mentioned, you don't want none. Come get some. It's, he's a Southern boy. Ain't no proud. Ain't no, ain't no breaking that redneck. AJ Styles flying all the way to Perth. To surprise everybody, sneaks in after Lashley 
gets eliminated. And he's injured his elbow. Oh, God, what am I going to do? A lot of injuries in Elimination Chamber, it seems like. I mean, that's, you know, that's the storytelling. I mean, who cares about, I mean, let's be clear. We got a little bit of a sidebar with 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 RB. Crystal. Let's be clear. Let's let's be clear <laughs> about something. I am a huge fan of Carrie and Cross. Okay. I could give a fuck about the the final testament because I don't know <laughs> why they're there. <laughs> the, the, this goes to the point. Dude, that guy's about... been floundering since he came to SmackDown. It's real bad. It, like it, I feel bad for him. I mean, like that goes to like the point about the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Like, I don't get why they exist because they said they did it to protect themselves because the kingdom were being assholes. But now they just, you know, rag on Austin Gunn and never let him tag with his dad. While, while you know, Jay White just tries to be, you know, there and present. Yeah, I'm Jay White! <laughs> and I get why they did it. The, you know, the king, all the kingdom stuff is going towards the Orange Cassidy feud. So it's the orange. So it's the kingdom and the best friends and Wardlow in the no longer meat madness match. But like <laughs> there's they're Megan. not doing they're not doing anything. And that's sad. And I don't like if you're together as a group, you should be there as a group to do something like the OC are together because we're all running buddies and we're all awesome. Uh, and AJ Styles beating up. L A night. Yeah. yeah. Mr. TBZ. Mr. Rizzo. Mr. Rizzo had his finger up. I saw him like. Eh, eh, eh. I was, tr- was holding up my finger because I was about to play a sound bite to bring us back to the chamber elimination because we went all the way over the AEW real quick. But no, yeah, we're, we're, we're back here. We're back here talking about the match that, I mean, like we had said a few times throughout the show. We kind of knew who was going to win all the matches, and you know Drew came out victorious, and that's what we kind of expected to happen. So that's what put a little damp of it. Um, like I thought, maybe something else was going to happen, or maybe there was going to be a uh, a spectacle of Damian Priest trying to do something, but again, not actually happening. But there wasn't. We didn't get much. We kind of got what we knew was going to happen, and we're moving forward to the beginning of April. What about you? I I didn't think it was predictable. At one point, I thought Logan Paul was going to win. I was like, please don't let this happen. And that's what made that RKO sweeter. Just for a half second, I was just like, man, what if he does win? That's real annoying. Like, I'm going to really hate him if this happens. You were expecting a a show with Logan Paul again against Seth with all the other stuff that's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But what other stuff, you mean? The whole thing of uh, Drew talking crap about Punk and going after Seth. It was just kind of laid on so thick, I didn't really see anything bumping that off. Like, there wasn't really anything else going on. Drew, to me, can exist anywhere, honestly. That man is, like, he's a self-made man. He's got such a career and resume that it's just like... You know, sure, his storyline is he's bitching about the fact he's underutilized, but it's just like, dude, you can drop in literally anywhere. So I never, like, I, yeah. 
in a, in a half second when I was like, maybe Logan Paul will win this, I did think that we were going to snub our nose at all of that. Because that's wrestling. Wrestling made me believe it for a half second. Gotcha. KO, I thought maybe they'd give KO the win. I don't know. KO could use a win. He could use a dub. What's he going to do for WrestleMania now that he's not fighting Seth? Fight Sammy for some odd reason? Uh, no, that's true. we're trying to pair people up here real quick because KO is probably the one guy that I don't know has a partner. Um, I think we sure. Let's do to... that because winner Drew McIntyre, he won the chamber match. That's the pay per view. Well, I was going to say we we alluded. I mean, we to still have a... Randy Orton and yeah, the women's Logan match. I forgot Paul about that. going at each other. So that yeah. might have been that might be something that we'll see down the road. I'm not sure what Bubbles is going to do with the Street Profits and anybody else that maybe KO gets involved with somebody else and those guys. I'm not sure. You're right. I'm not really sure where KO ends up for uh, for Mania. So hopefully, hopefully he gets. Hopefully he has a path because yeah, Mm -hmm. I I don't. Without this win, I don't see anything right now. Where where do we've got a month? We've got 40 days. There's plenty of time to cultivate a story with LA Knight going on. Um, I mean, what you're going to have LA, L- LA Knight and AJ Styles are now. Aha! Duh! Yeah, of course. Um, I think it's, I think what we're most likely to see is just an insane U.S. title match that's got like 10 guys in it. Ooh, can like we a 10 a man match? Lit- yeah. Beca- specifically because like that kind of uh, rampaging situation is really a great place to put Logan Paul. Because he can do a lot of crazy stuff with dives and moves and stuff like that. You can also put a bunch of different stories in together. And I don't think you're going to do that with the Intercontinental title. Because if you're going to take the title off of Gunther, which I think they might, to let him free to free him up to challenge maybe as a babyface in Berlin against whoever holds Seth's title at that point. Um, I don't think you take the Intercontinental title off of the longest reigning Intercontinental champion without him actually losing. What do you think, Mr. Rizzo? Uh, I agree with you with the IC title. I was just going to point out with what they had done in the past with the IC title is something which you alluded to that they may do with the U.S. title, which is make it a multi-man match, seven-man match, and do it on one of the nights for Mania. So that would be kind of cool, and it would be easy to get a bunch of guys, like you said, KO, either Sammy or uh, or uh, Chad Gable, whoever doesn't fight Gunther gets to be in that match, and uh, maybe Bobby Lashley, a couple other guys. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Maybe we're we're really we're really fantasy booking in the in the nation of speculation about what we might see at, at Mania. But yeah, let's bring it back to the chamber and. Uh, we had Drew win in that match, but then we still had the main event with uh, Mommy versus Nia Jax. We did. I was not excited going into this match because I had expectations. That Nia Jax is a bad wrestler? No, that Nia Jax is an irresistible force. Is that what's is that what her tagline was? She's she's been booked super heavy. I expected her to just steamroller. You need to clarify because I'm not exactly sure who you were talking about. TBZ. Nia Jax. 
You expected Nia Jax to steamroll Rhea. I was to concerned. Win? Yes, I was concerned that that is a possibility that could have happened in this match. I'm saying the 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 anxiety was building for this match for me. They worked TBZ. Once he found out that Nia was born in Sydney, Australia, he just thought it was a slam dunk. <laughs> yep, it was yep. like, why are they taking it off the hometown girl? I, I don't understand. Gonna, yeah, I don't understand. Then it's like, going to the hometown girl. Yes. <laughs> I, I think if, listen, if someone other than Triple H who used to run the booking in the WWE were in charge, traditionally, champions don't win in their hometown. I'm I sorry think- to feel feelings during wrestling. My no, 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 B. No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, I'm glad you got worked. I, yeah, and it was I, passing. Like, as the match went on, I was like, all right, all right. But, like, it, yeah, going into it, this is my pre match anxiety. <laughs> I thought they built the story really well, and they sold Naya as a devastating devastator and a annihilator, you mean? And it, any number of things. Um, and I think they let mommy get a lot of baby face uh, bump in there. Um, and we kind of saw a little bit more of it, like on raw, she kind of had a slightly different attitude, but she did it without really like changing her personality. She was still her kind of like swerve. Swerve is still swerve. Even if we're cheering him, he he's is evolving. still the guy. He he's not evolving. He's the same guy. We're evolving around him. Uh, but I thought, I thought it was so good. I was really impressed. I've been I've been impressed by Naya's work since she came back. I thought she's like, you know, I've said I said it earlier, like, you know, there's an there is an impression that Nia Jax wasn't that good of a wrestler. And since she's returned, she's been really good. She's been safe. She's been doing the thing. I thought it was insane. She slammed mommy onto the announce desk and the announce desk didn't move. She jumped up on a swivel chair to do a splash. And I would never, never in my life. I'm not saying I'm as athletic as Nia Jax is, but that is not a spot that a big person does. You don't get up on a rolling chair with a swivel and then do a splash. And she just like jumped up there, did it, broke the table. It was beautiful. Mr. Rizzo, what did you think? Uh, I just, I knowing what TVZ's mindset was going into the match, I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to watch it with him because I would have thought his, his mindset was like, this crowd's about to be really pissed. Like, if he actually thought that Nia was going to destroy her in her home and just be like, they're going to send the crowd home very unhappy. I wonder how this is going to go. How you start a feud. That's how you start something. So I would have been like, you know, they've done that before. We're used to doing have them do that to us. But I think, like, at least I, I myself was going to be like, this whole, this whole PLE is for Rhea. Nothing else happened. Nothing else really mattered. No one really cared about the outcomes of all the matches. We're just here to be like, yeah, Rhea Ripley's pretty fucking awesome, isn't she? Yep. Let's watch some other girl slam her into the mat for a little while, and then she gets the pinner all cool-like, and we can cheer her. All right, come good with me. 
Good show. I mean, I was here for all of it. Yeah. The way Rhea started this match, that feeling faded very quickly because she really brought it to Nia. And that was kind of refreshing. Uh, Most of Nia's matches have been very dominant. She's been very like, I'm going to I'm going to assert my will and you just like prevent the inevitable or belaying the inevitable. I mean, to say. And I think Nia was really dominant in portions of it enough to make you think that maybe she. I mean, well, and that's the, like the catch. They made it do. believable. It wasn't just Rhea just, you know, squashed her and you're like, holy crap, what's happening? You know? Yeah, it's 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 about having her be strong enough for it to be impressive when Rhea, Rhea fires up and has her baby face comeback, but not so much so that you don't believe the comeback. And I thought I just thought it was a, a really well wrestled match. And I thought it was good to see the people of Perth be sent home happy. Mr. Rizzo. You're muted, man. What about Perth being happy? They were sent home happy with the results. Yes, they were. Oh, sure. So yeah, I was just bad. asking if you... I didn't know if you were any... asking the exact question. I heard, and they sent home Perth happy, and I'm like, yeah? No, <laughs> just, do you have anything to say about this match? Just seeing if you had any comments. Well, I, I, I knew what it was. Did you feel it, sir? I did feel what he was saying, sir. Um, I, I, I knew what we were getting when we were when it was going in. It was a celebration for Rhea. Um, they told it really well that, like you had said, they didn't just give it to her. They worked a good match back and forth. They made it a little believable that they were gonna. I don't. I wouldn't say make her tap out. But it was a possibility that she could take a pin. Um, but no, we got a good celebration for Rhea, and I, I enjoyed the show. I'll say this. out of uh, I, I do like how they had Rhea kick out a lot of things. But the Annihilator, I was a little kind of like, hmm. I don't know. It, it It's hard. The problem with that move is it's hard to sell. I just didn't think... I didn't like her kicking out of that. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have. It's just that move is weird. And the way she kicked out of it, I'm like, this is just, it's not, it's awkward to me. It's just, they're in an awkward position. And like her kicking out is just like, Naya's too, I'd argue she's too much for that. Like, Oh, that worked for me. I like Bumble sides. It was all right. Yeah, I could see that. It's one of the, like the positioning is one of those things you're like, Okay, yeah, we understand. Obviously, Rhea's great, but how physically? How yeah. does she like? And I and that's a you know that's a problem with a lot of size mismatches. Let me but tell hey, you I about lo- how much I I've hated Rey Mysterio for years, and I've told you about my my opinions of Darby Allen. So, one of my notes here though is that I was impressed that Rhea was able to suplex uh, Nia. Like I popped for that. Like there were a now, lot there. There were several moves like that in this match where I was just like, Rhea, whoo, can I, Boy, can I get those hands, please? <laughs> I thought overall, I thought it was a fine show. I'm glad I didn't wake up at 5 a.m. for it Same. because my expectation, like my expectations were met. Like the only thing that happened that I wasn't expecting was Cody calling out the rock for a singles match before WrestleMania 
which it's never really a singles match with the bloodline. Thanks, Seth. Um, But yeah, I think I thought all the matches were very well worked. I was sports entertained um, and not at all surprised about anything that happened. Mr. TBZ. I liked uh, your description of it. I believe in group chat. You said it was an elimination chamber by the numbers. And that's kind of how it felt. You know, it's a pretty standard PLE. The matches were fine. We were entertained. There was one thing I really didn't like. It was during the two elimination chamber matches, Michael Cole doing the by the numbers. This person is fifth, the fifth person out of their pod. And eight people in the fifth position have won the elimination chamber. I'm like, dude. Yeah, none like, of that just... didn't work at all with the the numbers for the rumble. It was cool for the chamber. It's random. Like I like I don't when they're the whole point of it is random. You don't need to be telling me cool stats about randomness. Well, yeah, and especially when they separated the person who ent- like the first and second person. I'm like, dude, they both start. Like it's very much like. Oh, we're going to talk about the the Elimination Chamber like it's the Royal Rumble. And it just totally didn't work for me every time they mentioned it. And the the worst part about it was they used the same stats in the men's that they did in the women's. Like, oh, in case you forgot from two hours ago. (laughs) Yeah, and the stats, they also like reminded you, like you said, that the person that comes in at number two is like they're just as long as the person who's there at number one, but like the person is number one is so much at this prestige at winning it. Who cares? <laughs> Parting comment for WWE as a whole for us, I think this evening here. Um, I like how the, the women's world championship WrestleMania scene is shaping up to be like a marriage dispute. Who's the belt going to go home with mommy or the man? Well, let's get into the nation of speculation very quickly before we move on to the road to revolution. Mr. TBZ, who are you picking Rhea Ripley or Becky Lynch? I got to go with Rhea. I got to go with my heart on this one. Mr. Rizzo, Uh, you might be right, but I think if we're going to get the question answered that TBZ wanted, we should just look at Philadelphia stats on uh, whether or not um, oh, no. <laughs> the fathers or mothers end up getting to take home the uh, 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 a child in a domestic dispute. I caramba. Yeah, Ooh. sure. That's that's your Goodness entry. Man. I'm going to say that see- majority Wait. of the time it's going to go. RB. And I'm going to stick with it. Is that Dominic Mysterio in the studio? <laughs> just saying that like normally it goes with mommy. I'm going to stick with mommy. That's what. That's how that works. So. All right. Yeah. He's basically saying not Becky. In the grossest way possible. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for the the triple threat here. I'm also gonna say Rhea Ripley. My let's opinion is more based. Let's be real. I think that Rhea Ripley has yet to really have a lot of. She's got legs. Really, oh, she's got legs, but it's really that she hasn't gotten a lot of like signature moments out of her reign. Like she's been very dominant for the most part. And I thought that this was a really quality performance with Nia Jax. I think that what I'm more, what I'm more interested in seeing 
is what happens with Becky and this being like a big match because she because this is a big match like she hasn't had since she took the belt from Charlotte. Right. Yeah. And that's why Becky's in this is I, I feel like to have that moment for her. I don't expect Rhea to lose the belt anytime soon, especially if what we're noticing from Elimination Chamber trying to kind of turn her face, you know, like kind of like Drew McIntyre, how he's like Drew McIntyre's a heel, but he's also he's been like not right now. He's kind of being a heel. But I I mean, like when he first kind of came on the scene in WWE, he was like he's a heel, but also kind of facey. I think the interesting thing with Rhea, and it's something I know we're we're getting into dynamite in the road to revolution, but I think that so Dominic Mysterio called out Gunther on raw, which everyone thinks, which everyone thinks is really funny and was at one point was actually penciled in to be a match for was penciled in as the intercontinental match. Or, I'm sorry, Dominic Mysterio was originally the match for Brock Lesnar in Perth, was what rumors have it. But Rhea is usually, like, very dominant and very kind of, like, why are you, like, her attitude is usually very, like, what are you doing without me telling you? When Dom came back, she sounded more like, what are you doing? Like, it's a little thing. Like, it's a little tiny touch. She's a concerned mommy now. (laughs) She's a concerned mommy rather than a domineering mommy. And I don't know that it's going to play out that much, but I'm really interested to see where it goes from here. I mean, she's concerned. Dom's going to get murdered against Gunther. That dude's going to break his back with the symphony, which I love how they just were like, you know what? That's not your finisher anymore. You be Gunther, I guess. His finisher's giant now. But we have finished the PLE. Let's talk about the pay-per-view. The Road to Revolution. Mr. Rizzo, can we get that bell ring, please? My my damn iPad goes to the load, like the the screensaver, and I have to put the password in. It doesn't work again. And it's worth the wait! We're on the Road to Revolution! Stopping in Alabama, we're going to see we let's talk about Meat Madness and the fact that Meat Madness was canceled because of a lot of problems and injuries, except that all three guys that have been announced for Meat Madness are in the all-star scramble that is going to be taking its place. That's a new wrinkle. I didn't realize that, but I was all more concerned with like one of the original members of the Meat Match wasn't in the Meat Match, so... I was kind of like, well, is it really a meat match? <laughs> like, didn't they originally do that with Miro? Yeah. And everyone started I, cheering Miro as the meat match? I feel and- like this is them trying to maintain that. They're trying to keep it alive, Mr. Rizzo. I mean, it's... it's this is what you wanted. You wanted meat matches, meat forever. This is meat forever now. We're going to fabricate meat matches so you can have meat all the time. To be honest, I didn't want meat. I wanted Miro. <laughs> I thought you were elated. Didn't you want to spend the half of the show talking about meat matches and meat forever and how the crowd loves meat? It was we want one, meat! It was one great match that I, we can look back on fondly, 
but uh, it was more that we got Miro and Pop in the crowd. We were all here for Miro. And and where the hell's Miro? That's all. Where 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 is he? The crowd was here for meat. Any meat, it doesn't matter. Give me Hobbs. Give me Wardlow. Give me Joe. So, uh, RB, you said it's an all. If it's not a three man meat match, what is it? it it's now a an eight man all star scramble. What does that mean? It's going to be a. Uh, what was it? The. Was it like a gauntlet uh, match? It's, no, it's going to be a poker chip match. Okay. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be those three and other guys. Matt Seidel is getting a play-in match. I'm like, dude, uh, nothing says All Star like Matt Seidel. Well, <laughs> real, really real quick sidebar. I love whenever I think of Matt Seidel is his debut in AEW. <laughs> Mister is like, oh, it's Matt Seidel. I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy has to do. Biffs it on the turnbuckle first move, and I'm like. Boy, am I glad we got him in AEW right hey, now. Hey, 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 We all know that was Tozawa's fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, whatever, man. If you remember on BTE, they redconned that with putting the baby oil on the turnbuckle that Tozawa was just at. So that was all his fault. Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Sorry. Yeah, wrong, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Wrong guy. One of the associate stooges is what you're referring to, is I think yes. I, who you were trying to say. Yeah. But at to get back to uh, the the task at hand, the revolution. Uh, interesting scene. Will Osprey made his dynamite debut as looked, a member of the AEW roster. He looked hammered, or I don't. He just he didn't look like his normal self. Like I'm used to, like kind of angry. I want to fight everybody. Osprey. This was all like, hey, I had a few pints in the back. What up, y'all? You sang my song, deuces. I think it's a, I just got paid and I'm in the U.S. look. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But no, just his personality, though. The way he talked and stuff. I mean, he's... Like he I is, said, I got paid and I'm in the U.S., bruv. <laughs> bruv. I mean, he's ve- he was very, like, his. he was playing up his very, like, sort of bruv Essex kind of mentality. And I think they were really selling well that he is definitely not going to be in the Callis family after this match. <laughs> boy, boy, did everything make him uncomfortable, and boy, does he want to kill the Alpha. What do you think, Mr. TBZ? I just wanted to ask, because, yeah, when I heard they were all like, oh, yeah, Osprey's in the family, I'm like, when the fuck did this happen? He's not even all elite yet. He's been in the family since Forbidden Door. He was brought in by Don Callis to take out Kenny by God Omega. But they didn't uh, say, I thought that was just a hit. That wasn't like, oh, you're part of the family now. No, he's been a part. It was like, like Don Callis okay. associated himself with what was, was it the United King? Not not the United Kingdom. The United okay. Empire. United Empire. You know, I felt like it was like that thing where last week where I mistaken somebody being all elite and they were just like there for a pop or whatever. You know, like that's how I kind of took Osprey was like he was there for a pop, not to join a faction in AEW. You mean when when they said Topeka was all elite and you were wondering who Topeka was? No, Tulsa. Tulsa, sorry. <laughs> At least I remember my blunder. That's <laughs> just kidding. Anywho, yes, uh, that's all. That's all I was saying. It's just like I when they mentioned it recently, I was just kind of like, I don't recall this at all. I thought Osprey's like becoming all elite now, and that whatever. Either way, 
you're right. It doesn't look like he's going to be part of it. So it looks like they were using that as a way to just insert him into the roster. And I'm all for that because let's go Osprey. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to be doing with that. Uh, interesting angle with Hangman uh, faking an injury to lure to lure in Swerve. To Swerve? To Swerve, Swerve. He swerves when he drives. Yes, he swerves. <laughs> it's kind of a weird way to start things off with, you know, I'm injured. No, I so I won't be able to do this. I, it was all a mistake. But really, it's all worth it because Samoa Joe got to say, the hardest line I have ever heard. You think you're not, you guys have been here for years. You are hungry professionals, but the reason you're hungry is because I am starving you. No one eats until the king eats. I hmm. butchered the line, but it was so good. I popped so fucking hard for that. Yeah, no, yeah, Joe was real good during this promo. I just had a big smile on my face with anything to do with the injury angle for Hangman. Because as someone who is pays attention to some of the Twitter beef from certain people, and there are multiple people talking about it the day after Dynamite last week, to, yeah, it's a, it's a real problem. They're going to have to address it and see because of the pay-per-view. And it's just a work. He's, he's really good at his job. You have the extremes on both sides talking on the internet, and I'm like, well, this is great. I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday. Like, that's how I, I took it when it first came out. I'm like, cool. We'll get an answer on Wednesday. I don't need to read about it on, on online. I think, and I'm really going to, I thought we were going to go a whole episode without me mentioning, mentioning Wrestle Talk, but here we go. There was a Damn conversation. It. There was a conversation about it. And it, really, the thing is, like, wow, Sean Ross Sepp really kind of undid the story. But also, it was like, wow, we were really disappointed that Hangman was hurt and they were going to screw it. Like, everyone was sad, which isn't <laughs> how you build up a match. So I kind of see why they, they, you know, I see why they lied to Meltzer and then pivoted to leak it to Sean Ross Sapp what was actually happening. I didn't even look at it that way. I just figured that people are reporting whatever they saw. And I'm like, there's enough ambiguity here that we don't know shit. I'll find out on Wednesday. And that's gonna, that was where I was at for once. I was like, cool, we got two people saying the opposite things. I don't need to hear about this shit anymore. I'll let it play out on its own. Like, I don't need to hear people bicker back and forth. I'll get, a, I'll get an answer on Wednesday. And I did. I didn't need to hear who was right and who was wrong. I got an answer already. Realistically, though, I think the big angle of the night and the big angle, which is going to be the main event of Revolution... I am turgid for the Sting retirement match. It's Sting! <laughs> the, 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 the Bucks of youth, the young Bucks, Nicholas and Matthew, spent the entire night walking around looking for Sting, carrying baseball bats to do a perform an, an exit interview. Yep. <laughs> uh, they, they interrupted Eddie Kingston's interview with Renee young and which also was very funny. They threatened Eddie Kingston. They were going to invoke a, uh, a dress code and that he should maybe should take care <laughs> of himself a little bit better. Which, what are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? They walked into Sting's room and found, and when they opened the door, their bats room? hanging from the ceiling. Oh, bats. 
It's like a scene out of fucking Hellraiser, but with bats. Yeah, um, because it's Sting, just clarify, they're baseball bats, not Oh, bat yeah, bats. sorry, yeah, yeah. You do sorry, gotta be- sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, so he's just like, like, for, like, for Batman, just like, <laughs> like a hurricane. Oh, God! <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> baseball Listen, bats. Correct, just because Mr. Sting is associated with crows and scorpions doesn't mean he gets actual flying bats too. <laughs> he, flew bats. Dra- he flew down from the rafters. Oh, so- we're not even there yet. Come on. <laughs> so I want to make sure people know that it's not bats or other weird creatures coming at them. They were just baseball bats hanging in the room. So the, young bucks come- so the young bucks come down to the ring and they're seeing a bunch of people wearing sting masks, which for those of you who are newer to the show, uh, sting has shown up wearing a sting mask over his makeup. So they were checking people's masks only for Darby Allen to come flying over the barrier and attack them. They, they shut him down because it was two versus one and they had bats. He White didn't bats, say it, obviously. but I heard, I heard in my head audibly, gotcha bitch. And then he just came after him. Uh, Since you're noting the, the bats that Bucks have, the bats in the room were black. So you've bats got that. in the room were black. You've got the clashing colors already. So they hit the EVP trigger. Ric Flair comes down to help them beat up. Oh no, it's a swerve. Ric Flair <laughs> hit a thumb to the eye. Just, a terrible, a, a a terrible worked punch because he's very old, uh, and then gets <laughs> and then gets beaten up by the. By the EVPs, only for Sting's music to come off. That they chart. Yeah. The Bucks race to the Titan Tron. We're ready for to you. Catch him as he's coming out. They show. They turn the camera around back towards the ring. Why? Sting descending from the rafters. Oh my God. It's it personally, personally, they did a thing that I they, they they cut away from a beautifully set up shot, which was the Jacksons with their backs to the ring, ready to hit Sting. And when the people started cheering, they go to the shot in the rafters, which fine. But what if you just let Sting descend yeah, while people yeah, cheer? Spider Man. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Drop or tip. Mm. You want, you know what? Drop. I didn't have one. And this feels like I gotta get this finger wagon. Nah, let it slide. Let's, let's slide. not say drop opportunity with someone coming from the rafters. All right. Let's, let's, oh, let's not that's do that. True. How about that? Uh, truth be told, when I saw it, I kind of go, yeah, that's, that's something WWE doesn't do anymore because of all these things. <laughs> oh, but Mr. thank God Rizzo, Sting made it. <laughs> Mr. Rosa, what did you think of the go-home angle for Revolution? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I was here for all of it. Um, you had mentioned the music, and I do want to put that over that I put in our chat a little while. I'm not sure if it was in the last week or so that AEW put out four tracks that have to do with like Sting's kind of legacy. And like the first track is a little fun. It has to do about Surfer Sting. You know, um, I forget what the the catchphrase was, but it's like uh, 
the face Cowabunga! Paint no, it was like the neon, the neon warrior. Neon warrior, the face paint king. They cheer that in the song. It's kind of cool. But the other ones, and then the last one in particular, is I, I hope they do it for Sunday. It's got like the perfect length and the build up for his new music, but it's long enough to kind of do like a, a Undertaker style slow walk entrance to the ring. I mean, that's not his style, but like if you listen to it and it could put be. your headphones on and <laughs> check it out, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm here for this. I'm just as excited for it on Sunday. I don't think it's my most anticipated match of the weekend, but I'm really here for it. I am really here for so many of the matches. Like they've really done a good job of building towards an excellent event. Um, I'm really excited for Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. I'm excited for FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Just to go back to what you said about Kingston and then possibly being a dress code. You know, how funny would that be? You know how like WWE is going to the style where they're always showing people come into the building like Patrick Mahomes and anyone when they come to the stadium before a football game. And if they mandated that Eddie Kingston has to come in a suit with a button down shirt every time would just be hilarious if they forced him to do that. Uh, he so, would not be about that no, either. He would like, not, but at the same time, he'd, he'd pull be like, Kevin Owens and just have a, a tie. Like he's wearing a t-shirt and a tie. Just a bolo. <laughs> yeah. What? I did what you said. I wore something <laughs> fancy. You're some. welcome. Get out of here. Black tie event. He just wears a black tie in his trunks. Like <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to get down by that, but I want to, I like in that match. I'm in here for Danielson and Kingston. Um, but yeah, we'll get well, to that. You know, I'll, I'll talk about that more. This is sounding like a tope. It's our tope suicida moment of the week. Where we look ahead to something cool in wrestling we got you to check out. And I think we all might be jumping on the same pay-per-view, but we shall see. I'm going to take the reins and tell you what I'm most excited about because I don't want anyone to take it. And that's because it's Will Ospreay versus Takeshita. I think it's going to steal the show. I cannot wait for this match. It is going to be amazing. I'm sorry. How do you say his name? Kanoshka Takeshita. What did I say? It's it's not a sh- Kanosuke Takeshita. What did I say? Kanoshke. Kano- okay. Takeshita. Sorry. Take a shit up. Took- I, 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 it's going to be an awesome match. I can't wait. I'll take it from here. I'm excited for the Sting match. The 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 go home show of Dynamite. That last promo with the Young Bucks and uh, Sting really got me jazzed. I, I was. It's this. It's like this comedy, but it's not, and it's serious, but it's not. I, I just uh, I'm I'm here for it. It's 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 hitting all the right buttons for TBZ's school of wrestling, if you will. And I am going to say. I, I'm gonna go with the world championship match. I didn't think I was I didn't think I was going for it because I'm really I'm really excited about the hangman and swerve of it all. I genuinely was like, obviously Joe is going to win. Short championship is they haven't they don't really do short championships if there's not an injury. I think that it's Joe's gonna win. Suddenly, anything I think anything can happen now, especially with 
the uh, all-star scramble that's going to be giving a, a poker chip, anything can happen at this point. So I'm I'm really excited to see what happens there. I'm really excited for the entire pay-per-view. I mean, the most excited I've been for a pay-per-view since Wembley, probably. Uh, just going back on what TBZ had said uh, that he's looking forward to, and I think we all are with the Sting and, and the Bucks match, I think what I'm really excited about this thing real quick is the fact that I don't have a hundred percent notion that the Bucks are going to win and get the titles. I I have some doubt that they might because it's so obvious for that to happen that they don't do that. So I'm I'm here for whatever they give us. I'm here if they just do the normal thing that 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 the Bucks win and get the titles and he goes on his back. Okay, but that might not be the case, and we shall see what happens. I'm I'm excited. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I think I speak for all of us here at Honk If You Love Wrestling by saying that'll do it for us here. Check us out on the socials at Wrestling Honks on formerly known as Twitter. Send us an email to honkifyoulovewrestling at gmail.com. If you do so, we'll get you on the show. If you want to talk wrestling, that is. Uh, Unless you want to keep it private, just let us know. Uh, Mr. Rizzo, got anything to add? Besides hitting us up at at Wrestling Honks, you know, honk it like it's hot. You have been honked.